So hey guys, welcome back to the Grant Mint Podcast, episode number 45. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how to teach people how to treat you. In life, people don't just automatically treat you a certain way just because you showed up. We've learned this through especially high school, through college, and we notice why certain people are popular, why certain people are fearful of a certain person, or why certain people treat people a certain way. Humans are incredibly instinctive animals. We forget that we're animals. We have instincts that cause us to treat people a certain way, cause us to fear someone a certain way, respect them, not mess with someone, think highly of someone. We all have these instinctive patterns and ways that we know, oh, I'm going to leave this person alone, or man, I really like this person, or man, I really don't like people. But why do they treat people a certain way? I was obsessed with trying to figure this out because through high school and through college, I was in all these different environments. And for most of my life, I grew up in a very diverse background around a very diverse group of people where actually many times I was a a minority. I was a I was different than most of the people that were around me. And it was incredible experience, one, because you're around unique, diverse people that think differently than you do, that come from different backgrounds and experiences than you do. But it also teaches you how to survive and win in those environments where you're not just comfortable and around people who are exactly the way that you are. So to teach people how to treat you, this is going to be essential in your personal life, in your relationships, but also in your workplace, when you're at the office, when you're trying to move up and you're trying to move into leadership positions, get promoted, make more money. The way that you do this is going to set the standard for the career that you have, the income that you make, and the ultimate success that you have. And there's really three ways to teach the people that are around you and ultimately the world how to treat you, how to respect you, and how to view you as an individual, as a boss, or as a person that is working with them. So first way is in the way that you carry yourself. This means your words in this instance don't mean much. Picture yourself entering a restaurant, entering a party, entering a convention, a business meeting. The way that you're dressed, the way that you communicate, and most importantly, your body language is going to teach the people that see you, view you, and feel your energy and vibe and your presence how to address you and communicate with you. So let me give you an example, and I want you to test this. Go to a really nice restaurant, right? And I want you to test this on maybe two occasions, and maybe to do this, you utilize two different restaurants that are of equal level. They have a valet, they have really nice setup, whatever the case may be. And I want you to show up the first time, your car cleaned, let's say you have a date or you have friends or whatever the case may be, and I want to make sure that you, your friends, are dressed very nice. Now, this doesn't mean wear a bunch of chains and look like this, but I want you to dress very fit, very nice, business casual and up, maybe you have a blazer on, maybe you have a dress on maybe some jewelry, you're dressed really nice. And I don't want you to be overly enthusiastic, meaning I want you to be nice, be kind, be cordial, but I want you to be a little bit more reserved. The valet comes up, 
They go, hi, you, are you here for the restaurant? You go, yep. And just hand them the keys like you've been there a million times. Thanks. If you don't mind, park me over here. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Walk in. Instead of walking in and going, hey, how you guys doing? So we have a five o'clock reservation. It's going to be for four. How's your day going? All this different kind of stuff. Be a little bit more reserved this kind this time. And just say, hey, how you doing? We got a reservation for seven, for two. It's under middle liner. Okay, perfect. Thanks. Sit back and just smile and listen. Look them directly in the eye and be poised. Don't say too much. Watch how they start treating you. Next, when you get seated, I want you to sit down, be poised. I want you to act like you've been there a million times to the nicest restaurants. Even if you haven't, fake it. Act like you're in a movie. And when they come over and ask questions, just be very calm, very reserved. And I want you to act like just a normal dinner. You're not trying to impress anybody. You're not trying to look a certain way. You're just being yourself. And watch how the waiter or waitress starts treating you. You're going to notice that they're going to start working a little bit harder to impress you. They're going to hurry a little bit quicker to get a refill or to fix something that's wrong. Be kind, be cordial, be direct. But I want you to watch how their perception of you changes. They're going to start treating you as a more of a high value person just because you're a little bit more reserved, you're calm, and you're not overcompensating and trying to be nice. Now, you'll quickly notice after you do this one time that people start working harder to impress you. Now, I want you to try it a second time. I want you to be overly bubbly, overly excited. Ask more questions than you can imagine. The waiter will likely be very nice to you. I'm not saying that they're not going to be nice to you, but I want you to notice how the service is. They're going to take a little bit more time. They're not going to get the refill as quick as they usually would. Maybe it takes a little bit longer for them to get their order. The valet guys don't really respect you. They say different things and they kind of brush you off as a normal, nice person. The reason they do this is not because people hate nice people. In fact, they may like you more, but they're going to interestingly, they're not going to respect you as much as they could because they're like, oh, this is my friend. Oh, she's great. She's nice. Oh, she's fine. I got to handle this other table. They're, they're not messing around. And they respect the other table more because they know that they're people that have been there more often. They're not messing around. Maybe they look like they have money, whatever the case may be. So they're going to be working like crazy to impress that table because they're already friends with you. So it's okay if they don't give you a nice service because they're your friend. And we have accidentally taught this waiter waiter or waitress or the people at the beginning or the valet people that it's okay to waste your time. It's interesting that we could be a really good person and get kind of burned for it. And this is where it can be confusing what I'm saying for some people is I'm not telling you to be a rude person. I'm not telling you that if you're naturally a bubbly person, you're, you're naturally a very sweet individual, that you should be rude. Always be respectful, always be classy, always be kind, but have boundaries and still go, you know what, if I'm going to spend 100, 200, 300 plus dollars at a really nice restaurant, I'm going to expect nice service, but I'm also going to deliver that same class and level of respect to the the service people that are there, the valet people, you're going to be kind, you tip them, tip them 20%. 
and you're going to have that same level of class, but you're going to expect great service in return. And you're going to see how they treat you. Okay. So this is in your presence. This is in the way that you're dressing. This is your body language. Sit in a power position. Be relaxed. Be calm. Have an aura of confidence. But your words is next. So next you teach people with your words. You teach them how to treat you based off of reward, discipline, attention, and non-attention, and through the words that you say. Now, body language and the way that you dress and carry yourself typically does preside over this, but this is a very close second. And doing this wrong could ruin everything that you've done and all the work that you've set up if you're dressing the right way and if you have the right body language. So words, number one, you have to say less than you usually would in most instances. And your words have to mean something. Meaning if you say you're going to do something, you need to do it. But more than ever is that you have to address people and set your expectations and call them out. Let me give you an example. You don't need to be an asshole. You don't need to be rude, but you need to address people and hold them to the standards that you're holding yourself to. For example, let's say that you're expecting someone or you have a meeting set up or a lunch meeting set up or whatever the case may be, and you're setting it up and you want to make sure that they're on time. All I would say is, okay, cool, let's do 12 o'clock. And hey, I have a 1.15 meeting right after that. It's a 10-minute drive. If I'm, I'm good for one, but I have a hard stop at two. So if you can just be there on time, that'd be great. I appreciate that. Sound good? Okay, awesome. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Just saying that alone lets them know, one, you're busy. Two, you value your time and you respect your time as well. And you expect them to do the same. I was polite. I was cordial. They're going to respect you and likely work a little bit harder to be on time. Let's say they're 10, 15 minutes late. Don't have a freak out moment. This is just a one-time thing. But say something like, hey, what happened? Okay, cool. Well, we we got to hurry because remember, I have a two o'clock. If you can, please be on time so I, so we can we can make sure that we're, we get everything done. I don't want to waste a lunchtime with you and not be able to hear about all the stuff that you guys are doing and talk about this and talk about that. Is that fair? Cool. Just address it very subtly and indirectly. If you're a manager and you're managing other people, and let's say that you are setting an agreed expectation between you and another person, and it's agreed upon mutually, and that person actively doesn't do it, and you don't tell them or address it, you are now teaching them that that behavior is okay. Meaning, let's say that the sales rep or the person that works for you You've agreed together that y'all are going to be at the office at 9.15 each day. Let's say that two times in a row, that person was late by 15 minutes and you never say something. You told them that it's okay. So a conversation that you've had is like, hey, let's say, John, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Pull him in the office. Say, hey, I've noticed that you're late for the second day in a row. I know things happen. What's been going on? And you even started off like that. They're going to give you a spiel. They're going to do this. Be like, okay, cool. Can we change this and be on time? Because it's it's super important to be punctual and everything. And I'll promise to do the same as well. And give them some tips and say, look, here's a. there's always going to be traffic every day in Texas. There's always going to be traffic every day in California. Everywhere we live, there's traffic. And just plan to get here 15 minutes early. 
then that will help you be on time every single time. Is that fair? Okay, cool. As long as we're on time, you're good to go. But if this is a continued thing, it, it just may not be a good fit. Is that fair? Okay, perfect. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Hope you have a good day. Let me know if you need anything. Just that nice, kind, but direct and cordial conversation is going to change the way that that person is going to prepare and, and work through it each day. And many times we're our own worst enemies because we have a guy that's late and he's hitting sales numbers. He's doing all the things right. People like him. But yet we're scared to address the issues that are at hand. And the problem is we create an even bigger issue because if that person that works for you or is around you is cool, is likable, is one of the highest performers in the company or on the team, and they're late, what are they teaching the other people on the team to do? It's okay to be late. The problem is this. If that person's late every day and they're just that talented, can they still hit their numbers and do well? Most likely, right? High chance. But the problem is the other people who maybe aren't as talented, prepared, or whatever the case may be, can they do it? No. So now you've incorporated into your team, your organization, your friend group, whatever, that sloppiness equates to success, which maybe it does for 1% of the crowd, but for the rest of the people, it's just not going to work. And so we've, we've created a bigger problem for ourselves because we didn't address it on the smallest little thing with just that one person that one time. Now you got to change an entire team, which is even more of a headache. And sometimes, no matter how good you are, is almost impossible to do without a fresh set of people. Third is you teach people how to treat you through other people. This is interesting, and this goes along to the story I just said, is the greatest way to influence other people is not directly, but it's actually indirectly. Meaning that if other people say, hey, don't, don't, mess, with, don't mess with Grant at all. Like he, he's cool but he does not put up with that shit. So be on time, do all the things. He's cool. He'll help you. He's going to make sure you make money, but he expects a certain way, bro. I, I was late twice, bro, and I, he, they were not playing. If that comes from another person, think how powerful that is compared to me saying that or you saying that. You now have a presence of respect that carries with your name. That when you say you're going to do something, People know that, hey, if this person says they're going to do something, they're going to do it. They're going to respect you. Their word matters. If you want your name, your presence, your power, your, your worth as an individual to instantly double, just do what you say you're going to do. Because now your word has power. Because the second you lose your word and the respect of your name based because you don't do what you say you're going to do, people will stop respecting you. They won't trust that you, you do what you're going to say you're going to do. It's like the boy that cried wolf. If you've ever heard the story. There was potential for a wolf that could, could attack the village or whatever the case was. And the boy said, oh my God, there's a wolf, there's a wolf, there's a wolf. Everyone went into hiding. And he said, oh, I'm just kidding. There was no wolf. And... Next thing you know, everyone was like, oh man, don't do that again. He did it again for the second time. Same thing happened. And then the third time, there was a wolf. And instead of everyone coming to the guy's rescue to save him, he ended up dying. 
because he lied so many times that people stopped expecting the wolf to come because the kid always lied about it. So the wolf probably wasn't there and they said, ah, he's probably just lying like he was the first time. So make sure your word is bond. If you say it, follow through. I don't care if it's, hey, I'm going to be there at 1230. Be there at 1229. Hey, I'm going to hit this target. Do it. Hey, I'm going to pay you this much. Do it. Hey, if this happens, you're going to move up. Promote them. If this happens, it's not going to be a good fit here. Make the freaking decision like a boss and and part ways with the person. You tell your boss, hey, I'm going to be here at this time. Do it. You tell a customer, we're going to provide this and this and this. Do it. You will create an aura of so much respect and so many opportunities will come to you because you stick to your word. And now people know if she or he says something, they're not playing. And I learned this heavily when I lived in New York. And if you know anything about New York, I'm I'm born and raised in Houston, Texas. And when I moved out to Brooklyn, New York, it's no joke. New Yorkers, I got so much respect for the people that listen to this podcast and follow, follow us on social media from New York. New York respect is everything. Your word is everything. People don't give a shit who you are, how much money you have. Respect is respect. And I learned this and it transferred into my business career and sales career. And I personally believe it set me for life because I learned, look, I'm not saying something unless I'm doing it. And if I say it, I mean it. And I learned that and it helped me create respect while I was there, but it it bled into my business career. And I learned this in my first year of sales specifically related to solar is I was traditionally always closing around 30 to 40%, which was good. I was one of the top sales reps. But when I learned how to teach people how to treat me, and that was including in my team, my office, as I manage people, but most importantly, through customers and through people that we were doing business with, I taught them how to respect me immediately. It's one thing to have a continued respect with someone you work with every day, but it's hard when you're meeting new people that know nothing about you besides your perception, your stereotype, and the way that you communicate. So I had to learn how to walk into a room with people I've never met before and within an hour, hour and a half, get them to sign up for something that's thirty to $100,000, be excited about it, and do so that exact same day with no help. And I learned this from doing the principles that we're talking about here. I would adjust to my audience. I would do what I said I was going to do. I would control the room. For example, instead of me walking in and go, hey, I'm here for the three o'clock appointment. Um, where, where would you like me to sit? Okay, cool. Um, is it okay if I do this? Is it okay if I do that? Okay, okay, thank you. Thanks so much. Should I take off my shoes? I was immediately showing weakness by being trying to appeal to them and be overly nice, therefore causing them to not respect me and control the whole appointment, disrespect me, interrupt me, and ultimately not sign up compared to me going, hey, John, I'm here for four o'clock. How's your day going? Good. Hey, is the kitchen table good? Okay, perfect. I'll go ahead and set up. And you said you have a spouse, right? Okay, cool. Go ahead and grab her real quick. I'll get set up. You can go grab her real quick and then we'll get going. Does that sound good? Perfect. Thanks so much. The second they're walking in. So how long have you guys lived in Houston for? Oh, okay, nice. I'm from this region. Are you guys from here originally or are you from somewhere else? Okay, got it. So I'm immediately controlling the room, 
the conversation, what's said, who is controlling everything. And I'm immediately showing myself as an authoritative figure with credibility that's done this before and knows what the hell they're talking about. The second I implement this, my closing percentage shoots through the roof, my sales team's numbers shoot through the roof, and we started doing incredible high-performing numbers. Our product knowledge was the same. Our service that we were selling was the same. What changed? The setup. The way that we were teaching our customers to treat us. And we do this in every area of your life. And what I want to do is I want to kind of leave you with a challenge as we kind of break from this podcast is I want you to look, look yourself in the mirror, maybe write down who do you spend your time with? This could be your coworkers. This could be your family. This could be a boyfriend or girlfriend. This could be people that you're dating. How do people actually treat you? When you go to restaurants, you go out for drinks, you go to a business meeting, how do people treat you? Do they truly treat you with respect and credibility? If you've ever felt what that felt like, felt feels like, you know. Just utmost respect. Or do they disrespect you? Do they waste your time? Do they not take you seriously? If that's the case, your approach to teaching them that is wrong. Meaning, in some way, you are accidentally teaching them to treat you without respect, without integrity, and without treating you the way that you should be treated. Meaning that we can change and control this by doing these three different things. It starts with the small things, the way you carry yourself, sticking to your word, and then ultimately other people knowing that you will stick to your word and that you do what you say you're going to do and that you aren't someone to be messed with. And then that will create an aura of respect, trust, integrity, and long-term success for you and your career. So hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Look forward to seeing you guys again for episode 46. And as always, you can guys find you can find me on all social medias at Grant Mitt on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. And other than that, I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks, guys.